Hey, hey guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey. Good to, Good to see you guys. Good to see you. This is my brother Adam over here. I'm Frank. I am my friend. I'm actually going to let Adam talk to you for the first bit because he has a his son is doing a martial arts test coming up here in about a 45 oh. minutes. So excellent. Yeah. Okay. Take off in about 25 minutes. Very cool. Thanks for coming on our channel. We're really excited to do the interview with you, Ben. I know you've been in GRIP for uh, 20 years or so, probably. Um, so, And you've accomplished so many great things, and we're just excited to learn from you today, for sure. Well, thank you. So uh, go ahead and just uh, tell us a little about yourself and what got you into the GRIP sport and what motivates you to keep competing. Okay. Uh, growing up, I was in Goju Karate, so I like that. And I always had, I wrestled with people. It wasn't necessarily formalized wrestling, but I always had pretty good grip even growing up as a kid. Uh, my brother Joe got me into lifting weights when I was 15. So that was also fun. Back when my shoulders were good and I could actually bench like six days a week. <laughs> yeah, <those> were... <laughs> yeah, now it's no benching, of course. But, uh, but yeah, then after that, uh, worked uh desk job, office job for a while, and started tearing cards. I don't remember what, what I saw, because that was back in, like, 1996, I think, oh, Wow. when I really started. Yeah. So then I just bought a bunch of cards, uh, started tearing cards. That was before. I know I wasn't on the internet back then. So, you know, I just went around to stores and bought what I thought were easy cards and started that way. And about two weeks later, I was tearing a bunch of cards and... <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. Then I started uh, working at the jail, 2000, and also started uh, another judo class at that time. So that obviously, I wanted to develop my hands even more. So I got some grippers from Iron Mind, my first ones. And then I, that, I just got the bug for the grippers, definitely. And I loved it. I wasn't necessarily really strong on the grippers. I could close the trainer for 10, uh, both hands. And then when I got the one, I think I got the one six months later, I could close it also 10 reps, 10 or 12, but I couldn't close my two for nine months, actually. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So I wasn't one of those guys that just exploded, said, oh, I closed it all the first time I got it. So, yeah. So it took me quite a while. And then the three, God, the three was probably three years after that, after the two. Yeah, that's a huge gap. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, nowadays there's was the three and a half even around back when you started on the three yeah, it wasn't not at all and the two and a half wasn't around either so i was buying that's not super masters yeah yeah so it was hard my number two also was an older one so it was like a it wasn't a silver crush but yeah. it was an older one and i found out later that it was it was actually pretty freakish freakishly hard well i benefited you then yeah. So, yeah, I never had it rated, but I, I'm guessing it was probably 115. It was something ridiculous like that. So it wasn't quite as bad. Once I finally got other people's grippers, you know, somebody else after I closed mine gave me their two, and it was like castanets compared to mine. <laughs> you know, so it was pretty neat. Yeah, and meanwhile, we're out here looking for, like, eight different number threes to see how low we can go before yes. we close number three. Yeah, and that's fine. That's, you know, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. And I, I think nowadays it's a lot easier to do that because they have all these RGC ratings, you know. 
I wish they had those when I started. I would have gone faster, I'm sure. Because I like to have, I'm pretty OCD when it comes to writing things down. And I would like to know exactly what everything is and go from there, you know, little steps, not huge steps. So our biggest question to you is how do you bridge that gap between the two and a half and the three, or in your case, I guess the two and the three was your main thing you, you know, focused on and uh, how do you mm -hmm. get past that hurdle? Well, the way I did it was different and not ideal to nowadays. I can tell you how I did it basically was I had a friend, well, I had a lot of friends, you know, online that would give me tips and one of them, this is not a two, but it's a, it's a one. So one of them actually chopped a half inch off of the handles, and, you know, perfectly measured half inch off each handle on a number two. And I, I think, you know, that, that helped me quite a bit, even though it wasn't quite as specific as I would have liked it to be. Cause obviously when he cut them, the spread got narrower technically. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, yeah. you're not, yeah. So the spread got narrower, so that kind of hurt me, but it was it was essentially a two and a half. And I was I also had access to Supermasters. And they were back then they were pretty easy compared to what they became. So I just had to do tons and tons of volume, really. Because for me, that's what did it more. And learning how to set was a massive increase for me. Because all of mine from the earliest days was just, you know, like no set stuff, like pick it up and then crush it, right? Yeah. And I fought, I kind of fought uh, the idea, I guess, of deep setting, you know, learning how to actually set it. Because I thought, well, that's not really, why is that going to help me close something that I'm, you know, why is that going to help me wide set close? But it does. And you, I'm sure you guys have read and heard people say that it does. It's a massive help. So yeah, I started, I started using that on my three. Yeah. Yeah, they move up on the on the credit card sets too. Yeah. Yeah. So when did the Mash Monster wind up coming around? When did that actually change where more people were doing the closer sets? I did mine in 2005, and I okay. I want to say maybe 2003 it came around. Okay. It was pretty neat. So you were training for a while. Uh, so you didn't start with credit card then. You started before credit card. I did. I started with I started with uh, credit card. Oh wow. 2005. Yeah. Okay, so they started the credit card then uh, before 05 then, huh? Yeah, right before that. That's what I thought, like 04-ish, because I know that the, there's a couple number four closers on the list that are like uh, early 2000s or something. Yes, yep, exactly. Yeah, none of the number four closers have been with a credit card set, as far as I know, unless yeah, that's changed exactly. recently. No, I don't think any of them have. I think there's been a couple guys that have shown that they've been able to do it with like, you yes. know, an open number three that's been used a little bit. Uh, I think we've seen that a couple of times. Nathan Hole might be one of them that's done yes. it. Yeah. A couple other guys have done it. Yeah, yeah those guys are freak shows. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also, so yeah, I did it with the credit card, both hands, and then uh, no set, both hands, because it was mine. But it, was, it wasn't a hard three. It was a 146 RGC, so it's like just... 146, I think 150 is about the average. Yeah, so like so it's kind of average. Yeah. Close, yeah. Yeah, it's close. It wasn't like the easiest, by far not the easiest I've ever had. We've got a 143 and a 146 we're working on. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The 143, that's a that's a very good one. I like that. Yeah, there's don't let anybody, hopefully nobody has tried to make you feel bad about having easy ones. 
don't let them make you feel bad about it. Because I had looked for easy one, easy threes for a long time, which makes sense to me. I wanted gaps, you know, I wanted stair steps to get up there. Oh, absolutely. If it says three on the yeah. bottom and it's unmutilated and I close it, that's that's good for me. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like it, is there? No. So knowing what you know today, would you change how you approach getting after a number three or? Yes. Yeah, I would not do the cut grippers. I would not use grippers that don't have, if assuming obviously my goal is still number three. Getting from like a two to a three, I would buy only grippers that have about the same spread as Captain's and Crush grippers. Because I think a lot of guys, I know a lot of guys will tell me, they're like, well, I bought a narrow, you know, an RB. You shouldn't, I mean, unless you have just unlimited money, I don't think that's, that's not ideal. The narrowness just defeats it all. They're, it's not the same. Yeah. Don't buy, you know, even grippers that have the tinier handles. Uh, I don't think that's super helpful. I think you should buy, you should buy two and a half, obviously, and that'll help you get there. And you should have, in my opinion, everybody should have their grippers rated, RGC rated. And then that way, you know, exactly, you can go on, I, uh, Matt Cannon's a friend, but I go on to CPW, Cannon Powerworks, and I still look, even though I'm not even really actively training, I still look on there for grippers. I'm like, oh, that one fits, you know, that one's a 125, yeah. 127, you know, things like that. I'm like, man, it would be so much easier just buying little stair steppers and then selling them, you know, if you don't need them anymore, but it's so nice. Yeah, because nowadays the COC cert now is a, a number three straight out of a straight out of the packaging too. Oh wow! So yeah, that's a little different. I mean they they rate they range all over the place. Still. Yeah, I mean a, a credit card closer could be a, a one thirty eight gripper or a one fifty nine yep. gripper. That's crazy. That's very true. Wow! I don't know if you guys have ever heard of uh, about so yeah. Jason Payne, one of my buddies, has a, a number three. It's an old one, old steel-handled one, and it's rated in the 190s. Oh, that's the Mutant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I have not closed, closed the Mutant. Right? No? Yeah, I have definitely not closed the Mutant. That is crazy. I just wanted to get that out of there, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I kind of I laugh when I hear guys say, I won't, I won't certify until I can close all of them. I'm like, oh, you probably won't. Yeah, yeah so I never certify then. I've seen Andrew Derniot fail on that thing, too, so... Wow, He's that a is crazy. <laughs> the heck of a three gripper. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. What happened with that sucker? What? You know? I don't know. I mean, it it's really wide. It's a check the spring. It's the same size. Yeah, it's the same well, size. Check everything. Yeah, it's crazy. It has like a three and a quarter inch spread, and it I just don't get it. It just so, doesn't feel right at all. That's a good. You mentioned spread, and you shouldn't get narrow grippers. What about a yeah. guy with like a seven inch hand? I mean, I know there's well, been guys that have gotten really high, like uh, Timu. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had, like, I think six and seven, eight inch hands, or just right around seven inch, and he was closing at number four. And I, and I, he was fantastic. Okay. He's, yeah, he's super strong. I, I, maybe I misspoke, but I meant for training because I love narrow grippers, actually. I love the feel of them. I like no setting much better than anything else. But I meant just specifically if it's a guy, you know, assuming like a normal size hand. I think even even a guy with a seven inch hand, if his whole if his sole goal is the number three, I wouldn't buy narrow grippers. I know it sounds basic, but again, unless you have tons of money, I wouldn't even I would just 
get used to a three-inch spread or two and three quarters at least. So I think the GHP grippers are great too. They're they have a nice bite on them, which I like. That's what I've heard. I haven't and they all, one of those yet. But oh, I you really have? Okay, fantastic. They're great. They also make little tiny grippers. Oh, that's awesome. I bought these for my daughter. Yeah, they're fantastic. You knew I was getting interviewed. She's like, make sure you tell those guys I can close that for 30 reps. No set. I'll tell. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for her. That's awesome. 30 reps. Funny. But yeah, grippers like that. Like I, I do like Barabang grippers, but they're usually so narrow. Uh, you can get the, the ones that aren't narrow. I think they're pretty helpful then. But they also have a, they're a millimeter larger diameter, I believe. The handles are. Yeah, so it's not the same and it just for training purposes like i said if you're if it's someone that just has that cert in their mind the iron mine cert i would go all the way just you know buy iron mine grippers and don't buy any outliers okay don't buy the ones that are over three inch spread and don't buy the ones because i have seen a few that are like two and uh two and five eighths inch spread which is pretty that's extremely narrow really for an iron mine gripper. Okay. Yeah, we have some real narrow ones. We have some wide ones. Most of our grippers, honestly, are off brown. Uh, unfortunately, the only iron oh, cool. we have are uh, let's see, the threes. We have two threes that are iron mine. I think Evan's got a number two that's iron mine, and then uh, everything else we have is heavy grips, uh, GNCs, okay. and bone pressure. We actually like, I like the GNCs. Yeah, the thin handle's awesome. Yep. We got one, awesome. one that's uh, 124, 124 pounds, and it's just oh, nice. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's like right at the number two and a half level, pretty yeah. much. See, I don't mean to sound like a gripper snob. I have all kinds of grippers. I like, I like, like $3 grippers <laughs> all the way up to the super nice ones. <clears throat> at work, it's funny because officers will, they know about that I like grip, obviously. And so they'll come in, they'll be like, hey, I got this gripper. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't care what it is. So a lot of heavy grips out there, too. That's <laughs> awesome. So what do you would say, uh, other than grip, using grippers, what would be your top three favorite exercises to, to work on your grip strength to help you actually close a gripper later? That's kind of transferable skills. Oh, to a gripper? This is a great question. One of them is strange, but I've thought it for years. <clears throat> One inch vertical bar for me had a massive carryover to grippers. The strongest I've ever been on grippers was when I was pulling a little over well, 416 at one time on, on vertical bar with no hook grip. Now, a lot of people steer away from that because of the big Chris James injury. Yes. Of course, we know about that, the history behind that. So yes. uh, what do you recommend to avoid injury when you're using a one inch vertical bar? We have a two inch you know, bar that we use, but we, we stepped away from a one inch just because we thought, oh, Man, I don't want to get injured. Yeah, and I, I'm not even sure, honestly, that I would necessarily recommend it to everybody, but it just worked for me. So I always have to tell people, you know, that whole buyer beware type deal. It worked very well for me, and I don't know if it's, I, I honestly don't know why, but I look back on all my training logs, and always when my strength was the highest, it was always with one inch V bar. So that didn't take away from it. Skin tears, if those happen, that will mess you up, obviously, too. So. That's another con, another minus on the one inch V-bar. But uh, in terms of avoiding bicep injuries, they could go, they could go more supinated grip instead of, you know, supinated like this, holding onto it instead of super pronated or super, I'm sorry, 
I was backwards. Instead of going super supinated, where they grip onto it like this, like I used to, yeah. they could go pronated, where they're overhand grip on it. Okay. Yeah, most of the time I've seen them grab it the supinated and then rotate it to a pronated. Yep. Because so. I've never felt any kind of bicep pressure when I go pronated, but I can't lift as much. And so I think most people are the same. Yeah, Chris was probably lifting like, you know, a million pounds when he did that. Yeah, exactly. Ludicrous that wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> so that's two. So one inch V bar, I loved, like I said. I don't know if I'd be able to do that now these days because my recovery isn't the same. But I would also do, I would do farmer's walks at this point. Because I think a lot of guys, I run into a lot of younger officers that have already have pretty high gripper strength. And that's because, and even if they don't mess with grippers, these guys do a lot of farmer's walks. It's funny and, that one of the strongest grip guys we brought over here was actually a SWAT officer. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, without much, without training on grip, public robot. That's awesome. God. Yeah, so we were really surprised by that. But he said he shoots a lot of large caliber pistols and he does a lot to control his wrist strength. And, and Nice. So, yeah, I think I think that obviously would be a good thing. Like one-inch handles, I don't think you need two-inch handles, really, when it comes to grippers. And another, you know, I didn't do a lot of pinch or anything like that. But I do think, I think thick bar, I did a fair amount of, like, rolling thunder okay. through the years. I don't do it now, but it makes a lot of sense because it's about the same diameter as a gripper. Yeah, no. as when you're holding the grippers together, right? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I also did. I did tons and tons of uh, singles. I liked singles mostly on grippers, and I, that's what really helped me the most. Oh wow! Because I hear a lot of the whole "you got to do reps" thing. You know, you got to do five reps before you move to the next gripper, or so many reps before yeah. you move to the next gripper. So hearing someone say they did a lot of singles. Started at three. That's pretty cool. I, I like doing a lot of singles as well. I look back that I was looking the other day at my my training log before I certified, before I went down there to certify, and it was you know a couple months before, and I was doing. I worked midnight shift in the jail so I could bring my grippers. It was awesome. And I worked twelve hour shifts so I could take as much rest as I wanted. So I would take. I would do hundreds of no set number three closes both hands throughout a shift. Up, you know, up 300 sometimes. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, and obviously I didn't just get there overnight, but yeah, I went from two years before that doing the same with the number two to it felt like overnight doing it with the three, just adding volume. Singles, though, I only I only like singles. I think reps would work fine because it seems like everybody else talks about reps, so reps work for more people, I think. But I was doing so many, you know, my volume is still high, so. I don't know if the body even knows the difference. I know that obviously when you do a single, it's gonna have you're gonna have more pressure behind each close, because uh, you're not gonna be losing as much doing a rep. You know, what I mean, losing losing strength on each rep. Right. We yeah, gotta do stupid stuff like uh, 1,500 reps, no set on a trainer, 800 on the one, <laughs> just dumb stuff. But I used to think maybe I'd got the three cert in spite of that but like i said i keep looking back on these training logs i'm like no it, it increased yeah. so i just kept increasing well the radical reps baseline training was a thing then so yeah no <laughs> yeah i mean it 
definitely works. I think I think that's how we all kind of grew up working out is, you know, doing volume. We have to be in, especially, I mean, in high school when you could work out five days a week, you know, five days a week, two or three periods a day and just get in the gym two, three hours and just keep going. Sure. Final morning after lunch before I go home. <laughs> yeah, I just wish my joints were that good anymore. Right? <laughs> Figure I could do so much smarter training now. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. <laughs> so yeah, now obviously I don't waste like 12 hours on a gripper workout. I do kind of some maintenance gripper work lately just because I don't want everybody to pass me by really. For the few times at work when somebody brings one up, I don't want to be able to I don't want to fail on a two, and that's about my, you know, that's about my standard. So <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, once in a while. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, what do you say uh, is your best recovery tip um, after doing, you know, high volume like you did or after a super good grip workout and you really just blew up the forearms and wrists and stuff? What do you think is one of the most important things to recover from that kind of training? You're going to laugh probably, but washing dishes. Seriously, I never did any kind of uh, contrast baths or anything like that. You know, no cold. But yeah, my best times were always, I would do that. And if I was at work, I would, you know, I'd get off work after this massive amount of volume, and then I'd come home and wash the dishes. His wife's gonna be making them wash wow. the dishes every day. I know. I can't <laughs> let her wash this now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Probably not. But yeah, that I I credit that to quite a bit actually. I wasn't even thinking about it, of course, but because I've I've kept track of everything I did even afterwards when I was looking for this cert, and yeah, that's what I did a lot afterwards. I do. Awesome massive volume and then i'd go home and wash dishes <laughs> that's a double win makes life happy and you're recovering it's kind of funny though it sounds like she's making me say that like point a gun at me but she's not <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> well, I, like, I, I was washing dishes i gotta work out my grip routine i mean my hands hurt so i gotta wash the dishes to feel better <laughs> i wish i could tell you that i did like the extension bands but i never did and i probably should have Somehow I avoided any issues with that, but. <laughs> That's incredible. Everybody swears by some extension work. Yeah, yeah. Pretty fun. I did none. Um, I, I only had grippers uh, when I first got into grip sport, which was uh, pretty early too. It was like 97 or so. Um, and my first set was single stamp. So, you know, it was the old ones. And I only played with grippers. That's all I ever did for, I don't know, 10 years or so. And I only got from, but I only went from the trainers to roughly the two and a half, but without doing any other work whatsoever, just crush. You can make some pretty good gains. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yes, I do. Yeah, the two and a half is solid. I don't care who, who you are. That's that's not that's not a usual commonplace deal. Only on the grip board, is it really? Yeah. We tend to poo-poo it, and then you show a normal person. They're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> exactly. Right. And I, I know it's ten years of just grip training work because, man, I can't catch up to him quite yet. But I could have beat him in every other damn lift we have. Except that grippers, and I'm like, "How do you do this?" He's got a stronger dyno pool than me, but because yeah. I learned the whole setting thing, mm -hmm. that made a huge difference. Like I can, I can only pull maybe. A little over 150 on on the dyno but i can close like a almost 140 gripper yeah nice yeah. that's really unusual i think that's pretty strong yeah yeah it's all just set i just have a decent set nice. the rest of it <laughs> <laughs>
Do you guys do no set work too? Yep. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So no yeah. Even though do some coin holds and like oh, okay. the um, weighted silver bullet type stuff. Uh, Very nice. Rolls. Yeah, we do some some oh, yeah. jokers, things like that. So we don't do any negatives really. Uh, heard that that can kind of be a little bit of a gray area if it will hurt you yeah. or not, or you make gains or not. So like injury wise, yeah. 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 You guys do any uh, two finger closes? Yep, been really working on two finger closes with the bottom two, and we oh, just okay. had uh, some conical cones, uh, fat grip things that go from like I don't know an inch and a half to like two and a half inches almost. So we work that uh, pinky and uh, ring finger a lot, so I know how important that is when you're finishing a close. Very nice. Yeah, I've definitely been showing some of the guys at work uh, the two finger stuff because I like it too. I think it's just kind of fun, but. Yeah. So you made it your top close uh, and, and then you flip it upside down for the bottom two finger? Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, so I'm going to take off. So I'll hand you over to Frank. I got to get going. So it's great having you. Great Have a great day. Thank you very much. And I will, uh, Good luck to your son. Up and watch this stuff later. Good luck to your son. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. He's super excited. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Tell Jay to do his best, man. Oh, I will. Cool. Awesome. So you disappeared from the grip world for a little while. I did, yeah. And uh, you came back, what, a couple years ago? Yep. So how has it been since uh, you've gotten back into it? Uh, how much strength did you lose, and how have you came back, and how has it built back up? Well, I got out of it partly because uh, I had a daughter. So she's, she's almost eight now. And so obviously I knew I was spending a bunch of time on the boards, and I my garage looks like some grip palace, you know? <laughs> It's not nice, but it has just a bunch of stuff in it. Yeah. So yeah, I got it. I went away from it. I kept a pretty decent amount of base strength. And I, I mean, I still did light kettlebells. I had a couple of, uh, I had a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, like transient ischemic attack. Had a couple of those, 2012. So I knew I'd better, you know, focus more on actually not dying. <laughs> Doing some of the, you know, like bending steel, all that was catching up to me, I think. Yeah. And it wasn't, yeah, go ahead. It's super intense, you know, those kind of workouts. Have you reduced your intensity like uh, quite a bit since? Oh, yeah. Since then, yeah. With age and, age yeah. and whatnot. Well, exactly. And, my, and I am obviously older. I started, I started at the grippers when I was 25. Now I'm 45. So my recovery ability has gone way down. Uh, but yeah, my, my base strength stays no set about a two and a half, like an easy two and a half and top strength would be like a really easy number three parallel set. Okay. So yeah. Nothing to write home about, but not terrible. I mean, nothing, yeah, nothing awful at least. No, that's still strength to carry into the rest of your life and be really yeah. to do it, I'd imagine. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I do like I do like two inch V bar a lot. And I always have so that I st that still sticks around. I don't do one inch V bar because I sold it, and I'm glad I did because if I didn't, I would still be hitting it, and I'd either have a stroke or I mean seriously, I almost degloved my hand on a 410 once. Wow. It started to pull off. Yeah, that's insane. So again, I know it's weird to say, hey, that helped me with my grippers, and then in the next you know, like 10 minutes later, tell you, yeah, I almost pulled my hand off. But <laughs> That's what we've heard about the one inch V bars. It's, it's uh, something you got to be very careful with. Yeah, it's, it's weird. 
Be funny yeah. To Scott, though. Yeah. Yeah. Some people it just really suits. <laughs> so, uh, with intensity, um, I think one of the more intense things people do in grip is bending, typically. And I've heard that you've gone pretty far with your bending. Um, I know I think I've seen you do some like three and a half square or some really just crazy short yeah. hard stuff. And tell me about your workbench and your bending intensity. Okay. <laughs> so I've done the I've done the four inch bastard double underhand modified and with fat pads and then double overhand. And yeah, the the I'm glad you reminded me about the the workbench out in my garage. It's kind of goo. I mean, it's it's funny now because, like I said, I understand why I was having these health issues, and part of it is because I would go out there, and it was about it was about waist high, so I would wrap up I would wrap up anything I was about to bend super tight, and of course I'd lean over slightly, and then when I would when I would routinely black out on something that was super you know, super hard bend because I kept holding the ISOs longer and longer and longer. I would just fall onto the workbench. <laughs> it would catch me. <laughs> and I remember thinking, and it's dumb. Right. It is very dumb. But now that, you know, thinking all that time back then, I was like, man, I'm so smart because it's, you know, I, it's, I'm letting it catch me. I'm getting really strong. And I did. I got really, really strong in a short time. But honestly, I started, I actually started bending in 2000 also, but I was a, I was not a good bender. I didn't bend. I think it took me, God, I want to say two years to bend a yellow. So I don't know. I always did it uh, double underhand. I was never anything to write home about. And finally I decided I'm going to work on, I think it was 2006 when I decided I was going to work on my double overhand. Okay. I never yeah. did anything else. I just did double over to start. Uh, yeah. I honestly think I did like maybe 10 bins before I got the red nail. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I found the groove. Yeah. I guess because uh, after I got some instruction from someone, I, it went from just quarter inch to red nail like it was nothing. It felt like <laughs> I put in 40% yeah, of the same effort that I put in on my other bins. That is nuts. Yeah. I was I was doing it all wrong. I was bending down and using my wrist. Yeah. Thing and I, I was doing everything wrong <laughs> yeah when I figured it out it was almost like the red wasn't as big of an achievement anymore I felt like oh yeah. man that's lame so yeah that is cool man that's fast because it took me forever it took me about eight months of double overhand and I had good I knew benders who you know were top tier guys who would show me and it didn't it wouldn't click I don't know what it was and I had flexibility back then it's just really, and then one day it clicked, and oh god, from there it's fast. Yes, everything went. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's that awkwardness of pinching your shoulder blades so far back, you know. And when they mentioned that, I did, there's this Tai Chi stretch we do that involves putting our shoulder blades far back behind us and then trying to put them in your back pocket. Yeah, pull them down like that. Uh -huh. And uh, once I was told it was pinching the shoulder blades, I just said, "Oh, I know what to do." That's awesome, man. Ten bends, yeah. my god. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty fun. So uh, let's see. Oh yeah, our next guest is going to be Adam Glass. He said he met you in the past, and he said hi. Yes. He's excited to come on and uh, tell us about grip and get some golden potatoes. That's cool, man. Adam Glass is a great guy. I've always liked that. He's yeah. I he has. I would rate him as top three, and honestly, in the world, just in whatever 
whatever you want to do, especially plate curl, obviously, but I've seen him do some cool stuff. Yeah, the plate curls, man. We've just gotten into that. Those are intense. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. I was never, I was never into plate curls, but, yeah, they're, they're neat. I've done them a couple times. Wasn't strong. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like these these exercises come up. Like I ever said, all of everybody's on plate curls right now, and they'll disappear for a while, and a new exercise will come up for a while and disappear for a while. But all these exercises are actually, like, documented back in – John's old books and old grip training stuff. So it's actually, it's all just stuff that kind of just gets forgotten about and brought back up again, but it's, it's all the yeah, same thing I've been doing for, you know, 30 years. It's pretty cool. I like looking at these old grip catalogs, you know, and things like that and seeing things that we thought, that I thought, you know, well, maybe we invented it. And I'm like, no, we didn't, not at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. You can go back, you can go back really far and you find guys in the, you know, early 1900s, late 1800s doing grip stuff that we, we, had, we didn't even yeah. know we aren't even using. I'm just yeah, like, wow, true. look at that. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really neat. Well, you know, it was, it was equipment. You know, steel was cruddy back then, so everything had to be giant, super thick. Yeah. yeah that's all yeah, it was. That's true. So, uh, let's see. So, what's your greatest blunder or injury? My greatest blunder or injury? Yeah. Is that what you said? Oh, man. Let me think. It's not very funny, unfortunately, but at the 2008 uh, Backyard Bastard Bash, I stopped by, we were driving, my wife and I were out. Uh, we were out on a huge road trip and we decided to stop by. So I tried a hook grip when we were doing the Hercules hold and oh, I shouldn't wow. have. <laughs> I tried it left-handed and, and I knew it was gonna be heavy. So I was like, I'll try a hook grip, whatever. And I don't hook grip. So I couldn't let go of it and it tore my shoulder completely out of socket. Ooh. That's and I, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, now we know why people don't do hook grip on the Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she had to, we had an 11 hour drive home. And so I walk out, you know, I'm holding down, I'm like, oh God. But I did win a sword, so it was worth it. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we go back over to the car and she manages to like uh, rip it up and get it back into place for me is awful but at least it went back into place yeah exactly <laughs> gotta pop it back in man. yeah God. yeah the knurling on hercules hold man that's brutal if you, if you that thing rips out of your hand that is yeah something it was else. yeah we got I just couldn't let go of it uh we picked up a knurled axle that you know rips out of your hand. it's it's brutal like a, a two-inch axle yeah Nice. <laughs> power bars. We're using it to overload. Uh, do more weight on that, and then go back to the smooth and see how. Very cool. Yeah. I think that's smart. Fun little challenge there. But yeah, you got to hold on to that sucker because it's got some deep knurling, and you're afraid it's going to just tear yeah. it off. It's neat. Yeah. What's uh? What's your favorite piece of equipment you have at home? Ooh. Let me think. Right now, it's. This isn't really grip related. Well, I mean, it is a little bit, but right now it is probably a trap bar okay. that my, my wife bought me for Christmas. And it has little, it has little feet on it so that when you, you know, if you do farmer's walks with it, you set it down, you don't have to, and it's set up high enough where you can put plates on it without, it has a base so you can put plates on it. You can load it without having to tilt up one yeah, side of it. Or anything. That's awesome. Yeah. 
that's cool. That's a yeah. carry device. That's great. Yeah, we use ours for frame carry too, but it doesn't have nice. feet. Yeah, I love that. I don't go it's heavy. I just, real thin yeah. handles on it, so you know we like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a lot different than the farmers, which has a big fat handle. So. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it's totally different. We thought that we were doing a farmer's walk type thing. We were using our trap bar until we got farmer's walk handles. And boy, <laughs> the way the weight is distributed on you is entirely it's different. different. Yeah. yeah really Which do you like better, though? Which do you like the feel of both of them? I think I like the farmer's walk better. Cool. Um, I don't know. I like the I like the feeling, the taxing on my arms a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. Frame carry, it's definitely a core thing for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, both that's why. Yeah, they're both, I agree, huh? <laughs> I'm not a farmer's walk snob either. <laughs> no, we do, we do all kinds of weird farmer's walks. We do it with our potatoes, we do it with rocks. We have a couple rocks that are good for gripping, shaped like blobs, things like that, big river rocks that we found nearby and things like that. I've seen some of that on your on your site. The potatoes are hilarious. Like I said, I, I got the biggest kick out of that when I saw that, your golden potatoes. I was like, man, I like these guys already, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, they were partly inspired by the whole uh, Tommy Helseth, uh, yeah, you know, strength that he does with the crushing of crushing the raw potato. Yep. Um, you know, we figured if people are pinching walnuts and picking them up to to work on their walnut pinch, we're gonna make a potato. You I agree. Work on your potato. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. We're hoping someday to be able to pull off that feat. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know though. That's a, that's that's pretty up there, man. So are you still working on the, are you wanting to do the COC cert, the three cert? Um, I don't know if I really care to do the cert. I definitely want to at least get Mash Monster Zero. Okay, good. Yeah, so I'd be happy with that. Nice. Yeah, I, I, this, the credit cards, you know, I have really, really short fingers, you know, um, and a really big palm, so it makes it a little tough. I have these little stubby Oh, fingers, yeah, yeah, you do. Huge palm, so. Yep. A little tough to reach around for the credit card and whatnot, but maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe. Mash, mash monster certs are cool as hell, man. Yeah, if I can get mash monster, then I'll work from there. See, yeah, right on. yeah I get from there. Yeah, I mean, I mostly do it. I don't really do it as grip sport. I do it because I do a lot of martial arts stuff, so I do it for self defense reasons and just for training purposes and whatnot, and and to demonstrate to some of the grapplers, you know, what they can do if they train their grip a little more. Yes, I like that. So, yeah. I'm sure you probably know this, and I don't know if your grappler friends do, but I have always felt that training, you know, like, again, just the number one, but that part has massive carryover to grabbing clothing. And yeah. I've always. Absolutely. I've been trying to do a lot more stuff to uh, work on clothing, like using uh, bath towels for pulley handles, mm -hmm. you know, and just grabbing them tight and, and doing different various things with uh, cloth, you know. And, yeah. Yeah, thin sandbags, like that, absolutely. Oh, yeah, very nice. So, yeah, I definitely believe that will help any grappler. And I know it does because I talk to guys that work, you know, officers, and have them start on the grippers. And then they'll always, they always tell me, like, yeah, I, you know, a bunch of them do jujitsu and some of them do judo. So they're always saying, yeah, it's they can't pull out of my hands anymore. Like, right on. Yeah, yeah those first help you with, like, uh, I think help you with the locks. And then it's the fingertip stuff, like the pinch stuff, that really helps you if, you, if you're forced to grab a gi. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So what's your greatest athletic achievement? Huh. I would say it's not like a 
much of a dynamic movement, you know, nothing running related or anything, but I am probably most proud of my big one inch V-bar pulls. Okay. Like the top one I didn't do in a contest, but I did 416. Wow. I'm most proud of that. What's the yeah. uh, one inch record? Uh, not 416. <laughs> it's, it's over four. It's like 410, I think, something like that. Oh, wow. So you're right at the record then. I'd be right up there, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Man. Now that nobody does it anymore, but yeah, because I didn't start super high on that. I started when I bought the Fat Bastard bar. I think I did two twenty six the first day, and I was okay with that. So it's fun. Wow, that was two hundred pounds. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, how long did it take you to make those gains go from? Oh man, four sixteen. I think it took two years. Oh wow. Yeah. And that's not long. That's not long at all. It's amazing how fast some guys go up and grip. It's crazy. Yeah, it took so, a while. I also love the two-inch V-bar, though. I I finally hit three hundred in a contest a while back. So yeah, that was nice too. And that's just raw at the top. The actual two-inch V-bar. So we we make most of our stuff. We honestly make most of the pieces, and then uh -huh. later if we want to buy them, we will. You know, which is good. Because you probably pull more on the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> I said you'd probably pull more on the real thing, which is good. Your training. Okay, is the real one just raw metal, or does it have any knurling or anything at all? Or raw. Just raw. Yeah, raw metal. The one, the one, uh, the fat bastard one. It's great. It's heavy, but it is raw metal, and it holds shock very well. Yeah, that's, these, yeah. That's what we have. Is just ours is just raw metal as well. And then we just leave it out in the elements, try to get it to kind of rust a little bit. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, that looks great. It, but yeah, it's just black iron. Actually, know? that's just like that's just like the Usawa V bar. That's those are harder. Those don't hold as much. Yeah, are we you really, really have to let things season and to get shock to hold. So yeah, yeah, we made the mistake of buying a galvanized handle for our one inch dumbbell <laughs> trainer that we put together, and oh, it's slick. But that's fun. That is fun. So let's see. Um, so lifestyle habits, like outside of grip, what do you do that's just uh, to keep you healthy and fit lifestyle-wise? Oh, I walk a lot. I do dog walks. I walk with my family a lot. Uh, I like kettlebell workouts. Okay. Pretty light stuff now, but, you know, more like cardio kettlebell stuff. So pretty light. But, yeah, I feel like it, it makes me feel better and keeps my weight down somewhat so yeah and i know it doesn't hurt grip wise i mean it's it's not like any of that yeah. building grip but it's not going anywhere exactly it's it's still gets you that grip itch because you're snatching those kettlebells you're grabbing them yeah the time you're tossing them so exactly yeah, absolutely i can see that definitely you know kind of got to yeah. do what you love when you do your cardio otherwise you're not gonna do it exactly it's the way it is yeah i just do swings because the snatches hurt my shoulders too much so I'll ne you'll never see me out there jogging, almost never. You'll see me on a punching bag, you'll see me riding a bike, but you won't see me jogging, you know, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, cardio's got to be fun, I think. I do jog, actually, too, but it's more of like a... more like a once-a-week type deal, twice a week. Just because I wanted to be able to, if I need to respond to something at work, I have to be able to... Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, not a big fan of that, obviously, anymore. So, 
I saw in your other video you had, I think it was with Joy, you had your little dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah actually, <laughs> someone just came in and showed me some stuff that they just picked up to make sure they got the right thing. So, yeah. That's funny. Our little dog is our uh, kind of our garage mascot. She comes out here and works out with us whenever we're. Is it Peaches? Yeah, Peaches. <laughs> yeah, she's an old Chihuahua. She's uh, 15. So she's, she's pretty cute. That's awesome. She's getting up there. We're actually uh, looking at possibly moving into a new place in this next year. So that'll be really Oh, nice. Be really exciting. So I like uh, your wooden, I like your wooden uh, dummy in the background too. By the way, oh my Wing Chun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I built that sucker. It's great. That's cool as hell. Actually. Yeah, it has really good movement. The leg is just a. Uh, I don't know if you can see the leg here. Yeah, I can. I can see it like a pipe. Yeah, the leg is exactly. Amazing. I just made that from pipe. Two pieces of pipe fit together, and then the foot actually will drop to the floor. So and it's mobile. I can move it wherever I want. Yeah, I've been checking. I've been checking a couple out. buckets there. You see? Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I've been in martial arts since I was very young, and I've always wanted the Wing Chun. Nice. Well, I figured with the quarantine going on, not being able to train with other <laughs> people, I better make myself a dummy. So that yeah, was, that's pretty cool. That was definitely important to me. That was that's one of my favorite DIY ones. That and the concrete blocks. Concrete blocks yes. are amazing. Can't believe how well they turned out um but yeah that's something i think everybody if you, do, if you can't get your hands on a blob or you don't have a ton of money definitely get a hold of us to make a concrete one because those things are they the concrete ones look cool too honestly i think they look really neat yeah i'm really happy with the way they turned out um what diy stuff have you done at your place that uh turned out oh cool? man i did a diy flask but i'm really not i am not nearly at your level <laughs> i'm not i'm a million years away from your level so mine looked pretty hinky but it it turned out to be perfect i mean yeah, i have a flask too we just used a two round pieces of wood yeah and just cut that down shaped it so the right the right dimensions too almost exact yeah that was hanging up right back there and you're yeah. yeah i think i can see it yeah this guy right here yeah <laughs> yeah we just ran a grade eight through it and some chain oh, wow that looks, that looks great man and yeah, it works great. Enjoy it quite yeah. a bit. Adam's pulled about 205 on this sucker. Oh, God, really? Yeah. So, and on an actual flask, he's more in like the 175, 180 range. Dang. Okay. Yeah, we get a little more, a little more out of that. Yeah, he's kind of a monster. He hasn't done grip hardly at all. And he's came out already with a 72-pound, <laughs> three-inch hub lift and just, I mean, insane stuff right off the bat. Oh, wow. I'm excited to see where he winds yeah, up. Yeah, that's some serious hubbing. I've been playing around with him for a long time, and I'm nowhere near here where he's at, so that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, he, man. I think he did 336 on our knurled axle. Last time he picked that up, and he's only done the axle for, like, three weeks or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> a month, something like that, so. Wow. That's very impressive. He's a big dude, though. He's 40 pounds. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a big dude. So he's got eight and a half inch you know. He's yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, built to be able to guys, up pretty quick. You ever been able to get one of the grab balls, one of the new grab balls? No, I haven't done the grab ball. We have a, a baseball that we're using. It's okay, not really the same, but it's somewhat similar. Yeah, the grab balls are cool. I I had buddy gave me one. I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty neat, actually. We actually heard from someone that did the King Kong. That has also come over at our gym and worked out with our potatoes that the golden potato lift is very similar to a grab ball lift interesting okay well yeah. good to know 
So the golden potato lift, uh, you can't touch the bottom and you can wrap your hands in like a claw shape. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, there's three separate grips with that. You'd think that the deadlift, you can get a ton of weight on the deadlift. Yeah. You can't. It hurts your fingers too much. You're trying to dig your fingers into concrete. It's a, it's a total pain tolerance thing. With that. I love it. That is brutal. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're excited to see what we pull with the golden potato. That'll be really neat. We're yeah, expecting some big numbers to come up soon. With uh, we got some chocolate <laughs> coming on and things like that. So that'll be cool. Exactly. So um, who else in the grip world do you think we should have on? Oh man, I, that's funny. I was going to say Adam Glass, obviously, but you're already having him on, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say Clay Edgen, somebody like that. One of our old school guys. Yeah, he'd be cool to have on. And you yeah. also said you're going to have bunch of knowledge. You're going to have uh, Derek on, right? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be talking about uh, mostly the mental aspects of steel bending. Okay. Yeah. He um, he he has a lot of you know mind control when it comes to he definitely does it with a lot of mental fortitude. You can tell, and he's yeah. yes. up there. So um, I kind of feel like maybe Gaza was legit based on the way he was built. Mm -hmm. uh, he was built in a way to where, you know, he was the right size of a dude that could have had the limberness to do what he looked like he was doing. Yep. Um, and I think that his intensity was just a little higher than, than almost everybody <laughs> else so far. <laughs> into it. like and, uh, I feel like Derek's pushing his intensity there. He's starting to push his intensity a little bit more, I've noticed. I agree. And uh, yeah, he's, he's moving some big steel. Yeah, he's very impressive. He's... Even when he was a kid, you know, even when he was much younger on the board, he was impressive. But, yeah, he's way beyond that now. Yeah, and he's always been highly involved in it. He has a lot of posts there, and he posted a lot when he was, like, when he was younger. So, you know, he's yeah. uh, definitely got good knowledge behind it, absolutely. So, nice. That'll be a fun person. You know, one other, one other person I was thinking of was uh, Josh Dale. He's not technically active anymore in grip. Josh you know Dale. who he is? No, I don't. He's, he's a fantastic guy. He's actually an arm wrestler. Uh, but he has closed the four in a contest. Oh, wow. Yeah. So with a parallel set, he clicked it. I could hear it across the room. It was at the 2000. Across the room. That's crazy. The 2005 or the 2006 Backyard Bastard Bash, three guys closed it. Closed the four. You know what that one was rated at? 198, I want to say. Oh, so it was one of the lighter ones compared to the modern. Yeah, lighter, but still massive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all the modern ones are coming in at like 215 or something. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's out of the realm of what everybody's doing, honestly. Yeah, Josh is a buddy that has gone to a – he has done a bunch of uh, grip contests too. And he was an elite bender, uh, pretty much elite at everything. So, <laughs> big blob guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the blob's crazy, man. That is a tough one to, to get down. Yeah. I'm definitely struggling with some blob lifts, but it's fun. Yeah, me too. That's something that didn't come easy for me. I eventually did the blob, but yeah, it didn't. It wasn't one of those things that was just like, oh, I got it right away. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, we have the shot loaded one uh, from Ryan. Yeah, stronger grip. Nice. Yeah, and it's a great device. I love that thing. Um, it holds chalk like crazy, man. The way he textures it, it's just fantastic. Yeah. But uh, we've loaded that up to, I don't know, I think I got it at about 30 pounds. And oh. I wasn't able to get it much higher than that. I wasn't able to get it at 35 or so, but. Whatever, getting there. How does that compare to an actual blob? I've never had my hands on a real blob. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I had my hands on a Legacy York not too long ago, 45. And uh, it's about the same size, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, very, That's very cool. similar dimensions. 
I feel like it's slightly more rounded though. I've seen pictures of it. I just haven't put my hands on it. Oh yeah. I feel like it has yeah. a little more round to it than a real blob. I like that. Yeah, it does. Okay. So that was pretty well. But yeah, that's a fun device too. That's actually, when I saw that, that's what inspired me to how to build the blob trainers, the concrete ones that we built. <laughs> yeah, nice. So uh, do you have any questions for us, Couch Potato Strong? I do not. I have enjoyed, I've enjoyed the podcasts and looking at your videos, reading things about you guys. It's been great. And of course, I like your Instagram too, so. <laughs> well, thanks. Yep. A, lot of fun, a lot more fun stuff coming up soon. Excellent. Uh, you saw our axle twirling probably yesterday. Yeah. That's a yep. precursor to some crazy stuff we have coming up. Yeah, I, I can't imagine some of it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's been great talking to you guys, though. Well, thank you. We appreciate you having <laughs> being on our channel. Absolutely. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Uh, real quick, any other advice you want to give to beginners starting out? Yes, uh, I would say don't do some of the stuff I did, which is trying to bend everything super hard all the time. Don't do that. I did that after I got the red nail. Of course. Yeah. I was excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do this five-inch piece of quarter taped to a piece of 316. Oh, oh that, that was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I would, tell, I would tell upcoming anybody starting to take care of your joints. Don't be an idiot. Uh, otherwise, the stuff is great. It is. It's not. I don't blame anything bending-wise for hurting my shoulders. It was more of a, just being stupid bending hundreds of wrenches <laughs> that's what it was yep yeah, yeah. You to it. pay attention to your body yes yeah. and have fun with it grippers are fun everything all of this is fun absolutely awesome <laughs> <laughs> right on thanks for being on Appreciate thank you it. have a great day you bye. Too. Have a great day say bye to peaches too absolutely <laughs>